Hey team, it's me, Kinsey. And last week, I said something. Twitter sucks. And Twitter is on its way to becoming the next Facebook if something doesn't change, and quickly. And I stand by that. Twitter just isn't fun anymore. But I wanted to get a second opinion, which is why I brought in my good friend Forteza Latifi to talk to me about Twitter, how it is, but mostly how it used to be. Forteza is this crazy talented writer. She just wrote a piece for Business Insider all about Twitter power users and this feeling that you have to be online all the time because it's part of your livelihood. It's part of how you make connections and get your work done. It kind of sucks that anybody has to be on a social media platform, especially one that's imperfect like Twitter, but that is just the reality of life in the year of our Lord 2022. So I brought Forteza in to hear her perspective on the internet, on the future of the social web, and what Twitter could do better to make a better platform for people who have no choice but to connect with others using social media. I hope you enjoy this interview. I will see you at the end. Have a good one. Could you start by introducing yourself? Uh, tell me a little bit about what you do, your work, uh, and who you are. Yeah, I'm Fortessa Latifi. I am a reporter primarily at Team Vogue. So I work on the identity beat there where I write about um, disability, young people. I, there's a lot of crossover into politics. Um, and then I'm also a freelancer where I work with a lot of different publications, but one of those is Business Insider. Um, and so sometimes I dip my toe into the business beat, which is kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. And you're, you're an incredible business writer as well. You definitely have a lot of uh, like a wide variety of, of skill sets when it comes to working in media. And I will say that working in media is a very specific line of work to have, especially as it pertains to our relationships with social media. Uh, my Twitter feed is primarily dominated by people who work in media, whether mm -hmm. it's the breaking news folks down in DC, uh, the media startup people in New York, the entertainment media people in LA. This is a very specific kind of Twitter to be on. Uh, and I'm yeah. curious to hear your perspective, being a member of the, the Capital M media, your perspective yeah. on Elon Musk buying Twitter. I mean, what was what was your first reaction when this story was breaking? Uh, and then, of course, you know, as you know, somebody who's in the media, but also a blue check mark owner, uh, what do you think the, the reaction was from people on Twitter? itself. I think everyone was just like, this is a huge bummer. This is not what we needed is for Elon to get involved in Twitter. Because like you said, Twitter is a huge tool for the media. Um, when I was talking to Taylor Lorenz, she said Twitter is like a media group chat. And it really is like that. Like it feels like we all go on there and like talk about what we're working on and like find sources and get breaking news. And um, I mean, as you know, Elon Musk calls himself a free speech absolutist, which is kind of interesting because Twitter is one of the least regulated social medias even right now. So for someone to come in and say it's too regulated as it is right now is like kind of bizarre. And I think about um, all of the threats that other journalists get, especially women and especially women of color. I mean, today, one of my friends was posting about um, black maternal health, and she's like getting death threats. And it's just like, and those people aren't getting banned on Twitter before Elon Musk has taken over. So you kind of wonder, like, 
how much lower can we go when it comes to moderation? And I think, unfortunately, we're like about to find out. Yeah, it's it's certainly a sobering uh, idea that that Twitter could get even worse. I've seen a lot of very smart people saying that they think Twitter is kind of going to revert back to the Twitter of 2015, 2016, when hard to believe, but content moderation was still kind of a new concept in the general mm-hmm. like zeitgeist understanding of the way that social media work. Uh, and it was like a garbage fire you know we had people who were spewing hate all the time and like in from all directions as well you know of um all sorts of harassment campaigns and um it it continually got worse content moderation became something that we became familiar with as everyday users of social media but to imagine that we're going to not only go back to that point to revert back to that point but for it to get even worse than it was then is really really I think troubling you mentioned speaking to Taylor Lorenz um, and I know that you you quoted Taylor in a fantastic yeah. piece that you wrote for BI um, about these these kind of Twitter power users who are staying on the app whether uh, by choice or by necessity tell me more about this piece and about uh, your experience reporting it. Yeah, I think that you hit the nail on the head that a lot of people can't leave Twitter um, for our jobs, for our work. And when it comes to these power users like Taylor Lorenz, you think like, oh, it should be so easy for them to get off of Twitter because they already have this huge base. But a lot of that comes from Twitter and is um, kind of worked out there. So it feels like it's not really possible to leave. And something that Taylor said that I thought was really interesting was that the utility of Twitter hasn't been duplicated anywhere else. So to me, the utility of Twitter is the breaking news aspect, right? Like when news breaks, you don't look at like CNN.com anymore. Like you look at Twitter, you know, and it's just like second by second by second update. I mean, thinking about last night when the SCOTUS news broke, like I just was like refreshing Twitter, refreshing Twitter. And then this morning I like went to the New York Times, you know, so it's like, kind of interesting and she said something about taylor said something about like well i i won't leave twitter really until that utility is either taken over by the negative aspect so if like the trolling gets too bad or if the content moderation gets wildly worse then maybe the utility would not be enough to keep me but for now the utility is there and especially i think it's interesting for people who don't have that much power like who don't work for like legacy media i talked to this young woman named olivia juliana who works for gen z for change and she's 19 years old and now she has about a hundred thousand followers on twitter and a bunch on TikTok as well but when she started twitter she you know like all of us she started from the beginning she didn't have the blue check mark and she was telling me that she ended up meeting um beto o'rourke from connecting on Twitter and then they made a TikTok together and then, you know, and she lives in Texas and she was like, I never would have been able to meet him or make that connection without Twitter. So where else can I do something like that? Because this is where the politicians are. This is where, you know, the kingmakers are like, it's just so strange how many connections you can make on Twitter. And I don't think that can really be like overstated. I don't think it can either. Um, And, you know, I, I went independent, like left my my media job about a year ago, and uh, I've been reflecting a lot on making that decision because it's almost a year of doing this. And 
to be mm-hmm. totally honest, one of the the convincing factors for me was that I had what at the time I was calling like built-in distribution on Twitter, that I had mm-hmm. some Twitter followers, certainly not 100,000, but I had people who were going to hit the follow button and I could share whatever my next project was to those people. That was a, an instrumental part of this decision that totally changed my life. And, and I'm one person, right? We have 230 million people using Twitter every day. It's astounding mm-hmm. to consider all of the different means with which people are using this tool. Now that's not to say that this is a perfect business. I think like anybody could look at the numbers and agree that it's it's probably not a perfect business, but it is a tool that has a ton of utility in people's lives. I do want to know how that utility has changed. I mean, how long have you been on Twitter? Oh my god, I think I got like the notification like uh, a couple months ago and it I think it was like 9 years, maybe uh, 10 years. Yeah. So I wonder how it's changed in that time. What's the yeah. experience like today versus early early Twitter? I mean, 10 years ago, I was 18. And I was just I mean, I looked back at my old tweets from back then. And I went through and like deleted some of them because I was like, this is so embarrassing. But it was just like, heartbroken, like Adele lyrics about my like high school boyfriend, you know what I mean? Like, it was kind of like an aim, like away message in the beginning. Um, And it was like very cute in a way because it was just like such a strange snapshot of like internet history and so different from how I use Twitter now. Um, But I think like in the beginning and I was like relatively young when I was using it in the beginning, but it wasn't this serious tool yet. Like there weren't all these like politicians and journalists and I mean, all these people who can like actually influence the world, like making decisions that influence the world on Twitter. Like I think about the Trump years and how I would literally hear about massive changes to the country that we live in from Twitter. And that's kind of like unbelievable if you had told that to my 18 year old self, like, hey, this place where you're just like, you know, looking at, I don't know, just like silly stuff and um, kind of like prompts and hashtags and like, oh, Monday motivation or whatever, like, this is going to become a place that like, changes the world. Like it's, it's just so strange. And I don't know if that's just how I use Twitter in the beginning, or if that's how everyone used Twitter in the beginning. It's certainly how I use Twitter. I mean, I, (laughs) I remember like start getting on Twitter for the first time in 2010. And it was so much fun. And, and I, you know, I've talked to, talked about this in my last video too, the idea that, um, you know, at its core, the internet should be a tool, but it should also be fun. And Twitter in a lot of ways has not felt fun for a very long time. And I think in some ways it's because of the, the part of the world I occupy, part of the online world I occupy, that media Twitter is a very specific kind of Twitter that is not always fun. In fact, I would say it's mostly not fun. But I wonder, um, you know, like when when we consider the aspect of utility versus enjoyment of use, where do you fall on that? I, I do think that it's definitely like media Twitter is very stressful. And I also feel like Twitter, at least like the side of Twitter that I'm on, like you said, like news, Twitter, and like what's going on, that's incredibly depressing most of the time because everything that's going on is incredibly depressing. And so having to be on that for my job is like really stressful sometimes. Like last night I was just like refreshing and refreshing like SCOTUS Twitter. And I was just like, God, if I didn't have to be on here for my job, like it would be so nice to not have to look at all of this. But then like I make connections through Twitter that I never would have like made otherwise. Like 
um, other journalists that I really admire who like, how would I have gotten in touch with them? Or like, I find sources that I never would have been able to find just by like searching keywords or like I've made friends from Twitter that I really cherish. And um, I think that like any part of the internet, like you just have to kind of curate it to like what you want, you know? And I think that that's really important. So like use the mute button, like use the block button, like use filters. But I do think that there's a way to like find some enjoyment out of Twitter, but I do kind of like mourn how much of my like professional life has to be spent on it. Yes. I mean, same. I I often (laughs) like daydream about totally going off the grid and like moving to my latest daydream has been moving to Sonoma and becoming like a winemaker, which I have absolutely no skills to do. But I think a lot of this is rooted in the the necessity of being online for what I do right now. And I feel like my only skills are like posting and that's that's a horrific realization yeah um because social media sucks most of the time um and so i think that's that's part of why i find it so interesting to consider what the future of twitter might look like with a a quote free speech absolutist at the helm um because there are those tools like you mentioned to make the experience suck a little less the the block button the mute button the unfollow like all of these things exist for us to utilize them my concern is that people like myself included are not utilizing them. And so with that in mind, with new leadership at Twitter, what's your expectation of what it's going to be like um, for you, but also just as a a platform more broadly in the coming years as uh, Elon Musk, most likely, I guess at this point, no deal is certainly done, but um, should he take over, what do you think Twitter is going to look like in the next, let's say year, a couple of years? Part of me wonders if it actually like won't look any different just Mm. because Twitter's old CEO, Jack, had pretty much a very similar philosophy politically and as it pertains to free speech as Elon does. So it kind of feels like, okay, this is more of the same that we've had. But then I also think that Elon is like at his heart a troll and like he, I could see him like wanting to make a big change just to like be able to say that he did it. So it's kind of like, I mean, there's no way to know what will happen, but I do think that it will like get worse for people who it's already bad for. So um, women and of course, women of color and I just, you know, trans people like it's they're already getting so much abuse online that I worry that it's going to get much worse for them. And for me, I think because I'm kind of in like a sweet spot of like, having followers like I have enough that like my stuff can go somewhere but not so many that I don't know it's overwhelming and people are really don't troll me like that much so it's it's like pretty easy for me to be able to handle like when people come at me like I'm tweeting about abortion right now and like definitely people have something to say but um it's pretty easy to handle and I just worry for people who it's already been really hard for like how much harder it's going to get And then when people are like, well, just get off. And it's like, if I weren't on Twitter, like probably most of the big things that have happened in my career, like wouldn't have happened. Like I made a lot of those connections literally in DMs. So it's like, okay, if I got off Twitter, that would like actually affect how much money I made every month. And so for other people, it's like not everyone can make that choice. Like in this new landscape that we live in, like 
you can't just be like, well, get off Twitter if you don't like it. Like, Mm -hmm. it's part of us now. It's part of our lives. And I think with that, there's so much responsibility from from leadership at these companies. You know, they designed these tools for a very specific reason to to totally embed themselves in our lives, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, anything. They're designed for us to use them. They're designed to be indispensable. And that's why these companies have reached these enormous valuations and have been around for so long, make so much money and, and garner so much attention in the headlines because they're necessities at this point, whether we like it or not. And I think with that, there is responsibility in engineering something to be indispensable in somebody's lives. And I think that that to me is what's so concerning about uh, a change in leadership. Um, You know, you're right. Jack Dorsey is like kind of Elon Musk, but like muted a little bit. (laughs) And apparently, if we're to believe some of these stories has also been in Elon Musk's ear for many months. So it's not all that surprising when it comes to what the the motivations might be in the C-suite. But it is important to realize that we have to to hold these people to account. Um, And that's difficult to do because the the best way to show them that we're holding them accountable is to leave the platform or stop using it. Yeah. But we we can't like we're in this this endless cycle. Um, so I wonder kind of to to wrap it up, what would be enough to make you leave Twitter? I'm like embarrassed of how hard I just sighed when I thought of leaving <laughs> Twitter. That was leaving weird. Twitter. Um, like wow. Um, I think that like Taylor said that that really kind of struck me. Um, in my conversation with Taylor Lorenz, when she said that the utility would have to be um, lessened. So she was saying like, if um, if Elon came in and made a bunch of changes and Twitter wasn't useful for like breaking news anymore and it tried to become more of like a TikTok or like an Instagram or more like um, media heavy, like videos and photos instead of like, just like breaking and chronological, like that would be an issue. Or if, yeah, so just if the utility went, was gone like Mm -hmm. i think i would have to leave but i also think like the only way i would really leave is if like everyone else like me left because then i wouldn't feel like i was like missing out professionally yeah collective action (laughs) i agree i I also (laughs) think that you know the the idea of disruption is very much baked into so many of these companies dna um twitter existed to disrupt I don't even know at this point, something I'm sure. Um, And so I guess the hope now is that this cycle of disruption continues. Uh, Who knows if it actually will? That's perhaps a podcast for another time on antitrust and anti-competition laws. Uh, But I think that, you know, that there is always hope that there is another good idea out there. I think we've seen a lot of that happen with the way that people have started using TikTok in a much more, uh, quote unquote, mature fashion. Um, For so long, it was kind of the the butt of the joke. Uh, It was where teens were doing their silly little dances. And now TikTok is where I communicate with people the most, with my audience the most uh, and that's kind of cool to see that the transition happen so it it makes me hopeful that something better will come along maybe and it probably won't yeah. be from Elon Musk <laughs> I do think it's possible because I mean Twitter wasn't always the thing right like people mm-hmm. used to get breaking news on like Tumblr which feels crazy now to think about but like that's true you know and um, other people that I talked to for other stories about Twitter were saying like, yeah, there was a time when I thought I would never not be on Tumblr. So yeah, right now I feel like I'll never not be on Twitter, but like things change or like how little Facebook has to do with my life now, you know, like I do think, I mean, it's kind of like, we're just going to like the next evil (laughs) because obviously like no tech companies are like out here, like just looking out for people, but I don't know. 
I don't know. Maybe that's just like a really depressing thought. <laughs> it's a little depressing, but I think it's it's a realistic perspective. Um, th- yeah. I mean, like they, at the end of the day, these companies say that they have all these fantastic goals of like bringing the world closer together and like blah, doing all these amazing humanitarian <laughs> things. And they can be used for that. But I think a lot of it is also on us as users to ensure that that is even possible. Um but I don't know. Maybe we'll have to like check back in in ten years. <laughs> Nobody Twitter. Yeah. What? <laughs> oh yeah, I I'm used to be like, use oh Twitter. Oh my god! Let me look at my archive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man. Well, yeah. It's it's complicated. I think that the story is you know obviously the news has been newsy this last 10 days it's been difficult to keep up with but I do think that the Elon Musk Twitter story is one that uh, will have a lot of reverberations throughout not just media but um you know like tech and and policy and so I'm eager to watch it unfold and maybe there will be a new Twitter CEO probably but let's not say 100% yet well for Tessa thank you so much for joining me I appreciate all of your insight um and I look forward to reading more about all of your your coverage and retweeting all of your stories because Twitter is a tool for good (laughs) yes see you on Twitter